What's up, y'all? It's Tisha the Diva, and this is for my ladies. This is my podcast where amazing things happen, and we get to talk, discuss, and celebrate real women of color. This is for my ladies. It's just for you. This podcast is a place where I get to highlight not only my life dreams and goals, but yours too. I believe I was called to create a platform for myself to express not only my thoughts, but those of other women that's unfiltered and untamed. I plan to talk and discuss topics that interest me and other women. I want my audience to be engaged and aware. So any topics, email them to me at tishathediva at gmail.com. What's up, y'all? It's Tisha the Diva, and y'all already know what time it is. This is for my ladies, and welcome back to This Is For My Ladies, Season 4, Episode 57, okay? So, if you're not already subscribed to This Is For My Ladies, make sure you subscribe. It's on 11 live podcast platforms. Um, so wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you search This Is For My Ladies or Tisha the Diva and there I shall be, okay? So with also subscribing, make sure you leave a review, make sure you comment, make sure you share with your good, good girlfriends and let them know that there is a podcast just for you, okay? So last week, um, I talked about, I had an oracle reading, have you ever had one of those? I have not. Okay. So I had an oracle reading by this psychic lady that I had met at a um, holistic, a spiritual and holistic event that happened. Um, it was last year, but she ended up moving out of the state and she got our email. Like we entered to win like an oracle reading. So everybody that entered the oracle reading, she just emailed them and gave everybody a free one since uh-huh. she had moved out of state. So anyway, um, you know, she said that she pulled a couple of my cards based off just my name. Not, she didn't know anything about me. I just gave her my name, Letitia. Um, I didn't give her a birthday. I didn't give her nothing. Like, I'm from Norfolk. I guess my mama. I didn't give her anything. And she was just so spot on. Um, she told me that I was literally in a season of um, preparedness. Like, you know, I am preparing just for some things and that's true um i know going into 2020 2020 with the 2020 vision you know i have been setting my intentions i've talked about that on season four at the top of season four of this is for my ladies about intention setting and just more manifesting and um you know about manifesting you manifesting uh, manifested your out-of-state speaking engagement yes yes so yes so i saw that on your um good girls um chronicles on youtube um, but, um, and you was like, you had to manifest more yeah. so you can manifest a actual paid speaking engagement yes. out of town. <laughs> so I'm with you, girl. So, yes. So, um, you know, she just told me just a lot of things that I was able to confirm after she was just, you know, she just kept saying, I see you in PR or journalism or I see a family celebrating and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I did get my undergrad in public relations and, um, you know, communications and journalism. And I told her about the traffic light that I had got installed. Um, so she was like, so I'm right. I'm like, yeah, girl, you right. But um, it was great. Um, you know, you were talking about on your, so l- let me just, because I'm, you know, I'm talking and I know on the audio, people are like, who's she talking to? <laughs> so let me just introduce you all to my guests, okay, you all? So my guest 
is Miss Lawrence. She is the founder of Good Girl Chronicles LLC, where you are a motivational speaker, you are a blogger, what you say, you are a lover of. <laughs> yes, and all things fabulous. Right. So that is so cute. I love it. Um, I met you last year at um, the Feminine Energy um, event uh, where it was women just coming together. We were just, you know, we really got personal there, and it was really, really fun. Um, you were one of the panel speakers, um, so it was a panel, and Lauren was a panel um, panel guest, and we ran into each other at one of my many jobs. You know, I, I told you I'm not telling y'all where I work at because I don't need y'all coming checking for me. Okay? But anyway, um, I just thought that your brand was amazing. The storytelling and just everything that you do, um, you know, you were a former um, news journalist on what Wavy Den, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you just have a remarkable story that I want you to share. You know, I don't want to just be like, oh yeah, and then this happened, she did this, and then she did that. You know, so I want you know you to share because um, you shared so much stuff at the um, Feminine Energy event that I thought you know that other women you know. possibly can relate to um you know a lot of women do go through depression and you know a lot of women you know do just walk away from their job because they feel like you know this is not where I want to be or you know maybe this is not my passion so um so you have good good um I said good good but good girl chronicles llc um and you have a Galentine's event coming yes. up this week. So that's so why excited. she's here Yay. to talk about her Galentine's event, but just to also just bring awareness to, you know, like prevention and different stuff like that. So introduce yourself to this is for my ladies listeners. Hello, uh, this is for my ladies listeners. First, I just <laughs> want to say thank you so much for having me on this platform. When I met you for the first time, you just have this magnetic energy thank about you. you. And um, she we were at this event, and I was not expecting a dance-off. Okay. And she <laughs> Come on in. this amazing, very, like, sensual, girly dance that I don't think I did because I didn't feel like I had the right shoes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was cool. And so, like, it was very serendipitous that we bumped into you at one of your very, very, very many jobs. Um, and that's why I'm here. So, uh, myself in a nutshell, yes, I used to be a television reporter. It was my dream to be the next Robin Roberts mm-hmm. or, like, Oprah. Yes. Mini Oprah. Of course. And um, I do believe that I was well on my way, but the challenging part was for a large part of my 20s, I was struggling with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then when you come into a television market like this, where you are reporting on every crime, every bad guy, every shooting, um, and I was the night and weekend reporter when I started. Okay. So I saw all of that. Yeah. And I didn't realize how that trauma was affecting me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't taking care of my mental health. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep. Um, sometimes I wouldn't eat because I was conscious about how I, I looked. And um, it was a very progressive, slow mental spiral. And in 2014, I survived a suicide attempt. And after that, um, I just so, couldn't... So stop right there. Yes. Take us through that. <laughs> like what... What was going through your mind then that made it, you know, made you feel like, you know, you wanted to take your life? What was going on? Like, what happened? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I've been working in suicide prevention for quite some time, and I've shared my story with a lot of people. And what they say is most people who want to take their own life are ambivalent about death. Mm-hmm. It's not that they want to die. They just want the pain to stop. Mm-hmm. And I was in tremendous pain. Um 
this man that I love didn't love me the way that I loved him. Um, man, what was his sign? Girl. Sound like a Capricorn or Aquarius, uh, a Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer. Oh. I think he was born. He was in a June. Gemini. Well, there you Terrible go. Terrible person. I, um, <laughs> I won't lie. I had myself in a pretty messy love triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, at work, I, I was but under it tremendous pressure. My boss was very, very hard on me. I felt like I could never compete. I was super self-conscious. And um, I just didn't know that that's what depression was. Mm-hmm. You know, waking up every day feeling worthless. And, you know, sometimes I, towards the end, like I would, my hands would shake and I'd get mm-hmm. sweaty just to leave the house. And so. Um, Did you know what that what what was happening? Did you uh, thought that you were just sad or? I thought something was wrong with okay. me. And I thought when I get a hold of this thing, when I buck up and learn how to deal, that's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there were some imbalance and balances happening inside of me. And so, um, after I went to a psych- psychiatric hospital for five days. Oh, you checked yourself in. Well, I really didn't have a choice at that point. Okay. <laughs> Generally when you make an attempt, um, if they feel, you know, the lady said you are in a really d- deep depressive state. You can either come with us now or we're going to come to your house and take you in a police car. Did you Which call one do you want? like the suicide hotline? No, I should. And I should have. Um, I called my mother and I said, this is what I've done. And she was just like, I can't believe you did this. Um, and really the thought of my Down syndrome sister having to deal with my death is what prompted me to call her. Mm-hmm. So then they took me to the hospital and from the hospital I went to the psychiatric um, Virginia Beach psych. And, Did you take um, pills? Did mm-hmm. you? Mm. So I, um, yeah, it was a really dark time mm-hmm. and I know that I did not get the treatment that I needed afterwards because when I left, like I, in hindsight, should have been in intensive inpatient mm-hmm. therapy for some time um, or intensive outpatient. I was trying to get right back to work. Oh, wow. And, um, but I took FMLA leave, which is the Family Medical Leave yes. Act, for a month. But when I went back, it's like, it's like the I hadn't resolved anything. Mm, mm. So I probably went back for about eight days and then I resigned. Really? Yep. And uh, I struggle with making peace with that because that was the end of my TV career. And I had, I, how did I, you feel after that? Numb. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember like waking up the next day, like the day after your dream dies, like yeah. I was just numb. And then I realized how much of myself I attached to that dream, my identity, mm. my self-worth and the bottom fell out. Um, over the course of almost two years, I gained a hundred pounds um, I could barely keep a job. I got a job at the Navy Exchange. No shade. Anybody works there. But it was horrible. Um, and by the end of that time, I developed a really intense social anxiety where I didn't leave the house and oh, I didn't no. shower. And I pulled my hair out and I have scars on my face from where I self-harmed. Like, it was just a really bad time. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a bad time. So, where are you now, currently? Well, well, I put the icing on the cake of that tragic story. Um, I eventually uh, came to blows with my parents, um, and they put me out, and I was homeless for a year. I slept in my car. I slept in an office space, and then I finally ended up in a church shelter Mm -hmm. um, in Chesapeake. But through all of that, I was writing this blog called Good Girl Chronicles. Mm -hmm. To me, Good Girl Chronicles was going to be like a black Carrie Bradshaw blog, right? Um, But then it became about, like, 
what it's really like to be homeless, how mm -hmm. people view you, um, how hard it was for me to get services, having to get beyond food stamps, which is something I never thought I would ever have mm -hmm. to do. And that connected me to people in really tangible ways. Like, you know, people were donating to my GoFundMe page mm -hmm. and I ate and slept off of that. Um, then people started inviting me to come speak. A lot of them, none of them knew I was homeless. Yeah. I would take that money and I would go stay in a hotel for like two days yeah. and then be back at the shelter. Um, and honestly, I, I know that telling my story saved my life. Yes. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, because yeah. I was looking at your videos on YouTube and everything. And I was just like the, I was like, oh my God, I love this woman. Thank like, you. You know, the transparency, you know, just the authenticity of it. You know, you're up there crying and all that stuff or whatever, because it's like, you know, you're probably still feeling that going through that. But people are able to, you know, resonate with that. And they're able like, okay, wow, let me reach out to her. Let me talk to her because I was feeling this too. And she's right. getting through it. So, I mean, so y'all make sure you all follow the good girl. Subscribe to Good Girl Chronicles on YouTube and follow on Good Girl Chronicles LLC on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. So, where are you now? Where am I now? So um, now Good Girl Chronicles has developed into a motivational speaking career. Mm -hmm. I speak a lot about mental health and suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. um, I want to show people there's no face to these things. And when we talk about it, that's when we break the stigma. So because speaking did so much for my healing, I wanted to give that opportunity to other people. Mm -hmm. So I host something called Spark of Hope Storytelling Nights about once a quarter. Features features people's life stories, love stories, hope stories. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really passionate about that. I work one-on-one -on -one with people on telling them, coaching them on how to develop an empowerment story. Mm -hmm. Because we're all going to go through some type of pain or strife. Yeah. But how we own that narrative really decides where we go. Yes. If it's a war story or an empowerment story. Yeah. And I want to show people how to craft their empowerment story. And um, I, one of these days, I'm going to finish my memoir. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Uh, and um, so, yeah. and But during the day, I work as a peer recovery specialist okay. at a substance use disorder program in Williamsburg. And really, um, I'm there to keep people engaged in treatment, to call them, take them to NA and AA. Um, little things like helping them get a job or mm -hmm. resources will actually really big things. And, um, I feel like I'm a natural encourager. So yeah. that fills my spirit. Um, I'm in grad school <laughs> to mm -hmm. get a master's in strategic communications. And so we'll see where that goes. And then, uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm training for a half marathon, my first half marathon. Yay. <laughs> so next month you're doing the shamrock. Yep. Um, doing the shamrock next month. I feel okay. good about it. So how have you been, um, training for that? Yeah, you know, honestly, um, losing my depression weight has been a big goal of mine mm -hmm. because um, I feel, I'm a very spiritual person, so I'm just okay. going to go ahead and say this. Yeah. I feel like God whispered into my spirit two years ago, for the purpose that I have on your life, you're, you need to be healthy to run this race. And he kept giving me these visions of like being diabetic and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you have time to turn this around. So I took that very seriously. So God will show you things. Right. He will <laughs> no, show I, things. I sincerely believe yeah. that. So I've lost so about 20 pounds. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty Congratulations. Huge. Yeah. yeah I mean, because losing weight is not, not easy. easy. It's not easy. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes. So 
you basically, you know, you said t people telling their stories, you know, to help with, you know, the pain and, you know, trauma. And I was looking at um, one of your YouTube videos and you said that you saw your therapist. Yes. Your therapist yes. used the words with abuse, abuse, trauma and assault and assault. And you said that you didn't relate to that mm -hmm. until and you were reading, you know, like a, you know, a passage from, you know, your memoir talk about that like I mean yeah. because I was just like oh my god I was like I kind of relate a little yeah you know the the vlog um good girl chronicles on YouTube I, I started it I started it back in August mm -hmm. and I did this thing called Lolo has daddy issues which is my nickname and in therapy I've been in therapy for about uh two years okay. I've learned that the experiences that we have as children shape a lot of who we are and how we relate to, to each other and so some of those experiences I've had are hard to face mm -hmm. and I think I've buried them for so long and so yeah my therapist recently was like well Lauren that's assault you experienced a sexual assault mm -hmm. and I was like assault Oh, I didn't think that's what it was. Like a lot of women, I'm like, I put myself in that position. Mm -hmm. I knew what his intentions were. That's not assault. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm having a hard time struggling with that. Yeah. Um, that I had an experience with a family member when I was younger that was inappropriate. And yeah. I know that it is now. And those experiences have tainted my view of sex, sexuality, and myself. Um, but I just... I know it's time to, for me to be free of those mm -hmm. things. It's time for me to be free. Um, I don't like being held in bondage mm -hmm. to that type of pain. So I'm working through it. And because of that, I just think this is a season where I just need to learn how to process and love me. So I am not, I'm done dating indefinitely. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was about to say, speaking of time, uh, speaking of time. So one of your vlog videos is, you know, you were done dating indefinitely. Indefinitely. And, you know, we were talking to the guys here at Viz Inc. Shout out to Viz Inc. Because every week they make sure that I have audio for my podcast okay so if you want to do a podcast because I know a lot of people have been reaching out want to do podcasts so if it's a podcast that you want to do hit them up okay so we were explaining to the guys indefinitely and they feel like indefinitely means it's, forever it's not forever it's not forever so it's a unlimited time and um un what is it unspecified it's an unspecified period of time mm -hmm. and so um so indefinitely can be as long as you want as it as long to be. as you want it to be this is so the reason why my business is called good girl chronicles because i was the goody two shoes in school mm -hmm. i did not curse um i did not give my virginity i don't like to say lose i did not give my virginity away until i was 21 and um i played by all the rules mm -hmm. because i wanted to be what my parents thought a good girl was and so Chronicles, I was like, I'm going to chronicle what love life is like for Goody Two Shoes. And it transformed to this whole thing. What I'm learning is a lot of women identify with that. We were all told certain things about what it means to be a good wife, a mm -hmm. good sister, or good what have you. And so when I started talking about love, sex relationships, and particularly sex shame, mm -hmm. people were like, I struggle with sex shame. I'm married and I still can't forgive myself for the things for I did prior to the marriage. Yeah, I know some yeah. people really do, um, deal, you know, struggle with that. Like, you know, oh yeah, I used to be a hoe or I used right. to be promiscuous and all that stuff or whatever. But how you gonna know what you you like and don't like if you don't try? <laughs> <laughs> Right, and I but, just think, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so weird. Uh, my parents were a lot more con are a lot more conservative so, mm -hmm. than I thought they were growing up. 
and I'm not, I'm discovering and to make peace with that mm -hmm. and knowing that you can be good. You know, who says that you're good? You can be good, whatever, however you manifest your sexuality, as long mm -hmm. as it is safe and consenting, mm -hmm. um, that, that doesn't mean that you're bad. Safe and, and consenting, consenting, okay? <laughs> safe and consenting, all right? Just because you asked the girl, she told you no a thousand times, and then she say yes that a thousand and one time, something wrong with you. to be you. consenting. So, yeah, it's <laughs> interesting that like, this is what I feel called to speak about. But, you know, women come to me in private and say, I'm struggling with that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm glad for you putting a voice on that. Yes. So, as hard and as uncomfortable as it can be to be that open with people, I do feel and hope that it breaks something in someone else to tell their partner that, hey, I'm not okay with this. Or you look at yourself and you start to say, yeah, mm -hmm. I have some trauma that I need to face. Or maybe it makes you say, I need to go talk to a therapist, therapist or somebody yeah. about it. So how do you feel? Because, you know, they say, you know, black people don't, you know, mm -hmm. we don't see therapists or, you know, like the whole mental health or the mental issues in the black community. How do you feel about that? That's a huge reason of why I speak because prior to this, you know, I definitely came up with that. What is in our house stays in our house mm -hmm. type of thing. But that's just another tool I feel that keeps us in bondage. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a Christian therapist. Really, these people are helping you weed through trauma, come to a place of healing. Mm -hmm. um, and really, when you think about what the stats say, one in five people will experience some type of mental health condition in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. One in five, less than half get help because of stigma. And mm -hmm. we have to change that. Mm -hmm. We need to look at mental health just like physical health. Yes. We go to the doctor every year to get that a tune-up, right? So why don't we tell our doctor, I've been feeling low lately, or I've been anxious, mm -hmm. or this type of thing happens. I, my hope is that the more people like myself and others continue to talk about it, the more we break that shame. Got you. So you said um, you are a, you know, suicide prevention, um, what, peer? Like, what yeah, is I'm it? Yeah, I'm a, a peer specialist, which is kind of a newer um, profession. It's okay. someone with a lived experience of mental illness and or addiction that's okay. in recovery. Mine's mental illness. The state actually trains you on how to help people through their recovery. Really? And there's a lot of jobs available for it. Huh. Yeah, so I actually... Y'all heard that? <laughs> it's up there with no jobs. Y'all been going through stuff. It's some... St Come on, it's resources. It's some jobs. <laughs> and um, to drop some resources, wonderful things I've learned being a peer, there is an organization called NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org, um, free support groups mm -hmm. right here in Hampton Roads where you can go to talk to other people who are going through lived experience. You don't want a therapist, it's just people, just like you. Okay, and me. like a little AA meeting or something. Kind of like that, but okay. not as structured. We're not going to tell you to do steps, even though gotcha. I really believe in steps. But it's you really, said you do believe in I steps. I do believe in steps. Yes. Yeah, steps. I believe in steps. Steps get you to the actual ending goal. Like, but okay. And honestly, there are people who. There are people who are not struggling with addiction that can benefit from, mm -hmm. from steps, you know, making amends, like, you know, those, all those types of things. Um, also, a um, NAMI is an amazing, amazing, amazing organization here that mm -hmm. I would recommend to people with tons of free resources. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I get to encourage people to the recovery journeys yeah. and help them live their best lives. Like just recently, I helped... Um, a woman get into her first apartment in just the longest time she's been clean. Wow. You know, like, it's... It's a really beautiful experience. So if somebody came to you and said, I'm feeling suicidal. Yeah. 
walk me through those steps. Like, what what's the first step? What do you do? Well, really, um, what we say for someone who's feeling that way, listen to their story. Mm -hmm. Make th make sure that they feel heard. That's not a time for you to minimize their feelings. Like, girl, what you had to be depressed about? You're fine. That's crazy. You're beautiful. Why would you want to do anything <laughs> like that? Right. Girl, shut but that's, up. But really, the reason we have people say that is because it's panic and fear. And you are trying to use rational thought to help someone who's mm -hmm. in an irrational place. So I just want to ask you, um, if you were to come to me that way, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Tell me what brought you to this point. Mm -hmm. Do you have means of hurting yourself? That's a big thing. Do you okay. have means and opportunity? If so, we need to call 911 right there. Yeah. But let's talk about it. What happened to lead here? Mm -hmm. Right? And then I want to get you to a place of comfort where you trust me to get you to a place to mm -hmm. stay safe. Um, also, another incredible resource is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can use that if your friend is struggling or if you're struggling. Okay. So it's for everybody. Okay. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. Um, there is a push to make that a three-digit number. It's coming. Um, but you could say, hey, my friend has been saying these type of things. I don't know what to do. They'll actually help you with the okay. script. And um, I'm on the Virginia chapter board for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Thank you, girl. <laughs> um, I'm really proud of that because I know suicide is not something we talk about in the black community, but our children are struggling. They are. And so um, I want to get out in the community and teach more people about how to have these conversations. We give a free training called Talk Saves Lives. It's 45 minutes. It tells you about the scope of suicide and then how to have a conversation. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be hosting my very ladies. soon. Yeah. I want to do that. That. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to definitely keep in contact because I sure. want to get with that. I definitely do. Because a lot of women talk to me and it's just like, now nobody has ever came and said like, okay, you know, I'm feeling suicidal. But they'd be like, you know, I, I don't want to be here. Correct. Right. I don't want to be here or something or whatever. So, yeah. Wow. I definitely want to yeah. get into that. Yeah, let's I definitely want to get into I'd that. love to help, yes. help um, bring a workshop like that Absolutely, yeah. yes. So... I brought you here to talk about Valentine's Day. Yes. So we all know that this Friday is going to be Valentine's Day. And sometimes for some people, it can be the worst day of their lives. Sometimes it can be a very nice day, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I know for a lot of women and single women, mm -hmm. you know, we struggle with, you know, always oh, Valentine's Day. And we already know people about to be lovey-dovey <laughs> and, right. you know, showing all that stuff. So... You have a Galentine's Day that's going to be this Thursday. This Thursday. Yes. Yeah, funny story about Galentine's Day. Mm -hmm. It's an official holiday now. Yes. Um, there's this quirky show called Parks and Rec where the main character, Leslie Nopes, hosts a party for all her single girlfriends. Doesn't go over that great, but the idea was so catchy that, of course, Hallmark and all the other people jumped on it. So, um, Galentine's Day is not just for single ladies. Mm -hmm. It's for married ladies, dating ladies, Single ladies, bitter ladies. Yeah, it's <laughs> really, for my ladies. For my ladies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really is an opportunity to just celebrate uh, female friendships mm -hmm. and empowerment. And um, most of my audience are women. And so I just want us to have a fun, good night. Not worried about having to be cute for a dude. Let's just be cute for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have a DJ there. We're going to have a panel of women. Okay. A dating coach, a life coach. Um, and then two motivational speakers are going to take questions about love, sex, and relationships. Okay. Um, and I really trust these women. Then we're going to have a little dance off. We're going to dance. We're going to take some pictures. It's going to be an awesome time. Um, so it's this Thursday, 630 at the Epic Bistro and Restaurant. It's okay. on um, Great Bridge Boulevard. But you can go to Good Girl Chronicles on Facebook for all the details. Yes. And you said it's $20. $20. Okay, yes. cool. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I wish I could come, but I am working this Thursday. I know, I know it's a bummer, but that's okay because um, I am planning an event called Men Tell All. Okay, I remember. <laughs> okay, so be on the lookout for that. Really, a lot of times women want to hear men say honestly, why did they come at me that way, or what was he thinking? So we're gonna have a single guy, a married guy, whatever, who are gonna really take your questions and offer why they've done the things that they've done. Mm -hmm. So that should be interesting. So hopefully it'll be on a what's night some, that you're What's off. some questions that you would ask? Good guy. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you for putting me. What's a question that I would ask a guy? Like, at what point do you decide is this woman like the one girlfriend material girlfriend or no? Girlfriend or what? Right. You know what I mean? That's a good question yeah. because I know some women be like, oh, if I get on the pit through her, this is going to run off with right. it. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Oh, you talked about on one of your um your vlogs about you were hanging out with the guy. I was. And <laughs> yes. you know you were saying how guys always just have sex on their mind. Right. Always have sex right. on their mind. And you were leaving, and yeah. you thought that he was gonna kiss you, but you linked in. And yes, I. Therapy is a beautiful thing. Okay, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because I'm learning. I take. I I am attracted to a certain type of man. Mm -hmm. They're usually really. Like hypersexual cocky men. I don't know why that is. We're gonna peel that back in therapy. Yeah. But I picked up habits from that. So when I meet a man, I'm like, he wants it. So I'm just gonna go with the flow. Right. So I meet this dude, and like our second date, I go in to kiss him, and he goes like this. And I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You hesitated. We probably shouldn't kiss. And so then he calls me back and he says, it's not that I didn't wanna kiss you, but I've done it this way before, and I wanna mm -hmm. do it different. But that really made me think, why was I so aggressive in that yeah. moment? And honestly, I'm going to tell you, y'all, a lot of the revelations that I'm having about myself are from therapy. I'm extremely self-aware. Mm. I know I have not made the best choices with men. Um, I know that I have looked past some red flags because I'm overly sympathetic and mm -hmm. I want to love people back to life. I think women do that, period. I think we overlook a lot of red flags because we feel like, oh, I can help him. I can right. fix him and all that stuff or whatever. Girl, no, you can't. Unless he want to be fixed, right. that's the only way he going to be fixed. I read something really awesome in, I can't even remember the book. I wish I had. So this miss, this conception that we have that two halves make a whole mm -hmm. bogus. Okay. Okay? Bogus. We are supposed to be whole, whole in, in ourselves mm -hmm. first, right? We Absolutely. have to love ourselves independently of the men that we date and marry. Because if not then our happiness is connected mm -hmm. to them. So don't ever be out there looking for someone to complete you. Right. Complete yourself. Like, find out what it is you love about you, what your purpose is, what lights you on fire before you even start to look mm -hmm. for a lover. We, um, Me and my girlfriends, they had came on my podcast maybe about two weeks ago, and we were talking about our love language. Mm. Um, yeah, so, um, yes. Yeah, so I'm familiar. My love language, I had two nines. It was... Um, acts of service okay. and it was quality time the two fives was gifts gift giving receiving gifts <laughs> receiving <laughs> gifts and um what was it i can't what was the other one uh, words I, of affirmation words of affirmation yes yeah. and then two um my physical score touch. was physical touch mm, yes okay. so you can't just be up touching me you gotta let me know what's going on I how you it. coming i respect it how you coming <laughs> So mine is 
quality time and physical touch. Okay. Yeah. So time to me is one of the most precious things we can give people. And so when a man doesn't give me his time, I, I lose a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, quality time came right after um, the acts of service because if you can just help a sister out just I a little it. bit, I respect it. You know, I got a podcast. <laughs> I work for a job. That's what's up. You know, like, if you don't want the guy dancing in your video. Like, <laughs> That's what's up. That's seriously, what's up. but yes, that quality time is everything. Huge. Every, everything. So, I know you said that you're, you know, you're not dating indefinitely, but where's this guy? What's going on with you? I cut two? it off. Why? I did. Um, I, because I'm, like, confronting and dealing with a lot of my trauma, the situation with him triggered me on a very intense level. And I won't say that it was him. It was definitely me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's me. It's, it's me. It's not you. It's um, me. And I just think that I have a lot of growing and healing to do. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about quality time. He didn't really give a lot of it. And I equated that to rejection, which is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, because you talked about, like, the good morning text and yeah. all that stuff or whatever. And that's that's what you need. That's what I needed. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And plus, uh, you know, we hadn't really gotten that involved. It had only been, like, two weeks or whatever. And I don't want to drag someone through my trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, I really need to, like, process this and be okay with myself. And so, he so, didn't call back, so yeah, I... Right. Well, when... <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, Sorry, no. that was that was petty. That was petty. <laughs> so on, um, I lost my thought, but I know I was about to say about your Good Girl Chronicles. You were saying, um, oh yeah, um, you told somebody something a little bit too prematurely, and you yeah. didn't think that they were able to receive that. Yeah, you know the hard thing, and I'll be very. This is probably the most honest I've ever been on someone's channel before. The hard thing about being intimate with somebody so soon is that. You don't have any emotional framework, really. And that's how good relationships are built. And so I shared some, you know, things that I'm not proud of that I've done in my sex life. And I felt really exposed mm. and dirty and unsafe. And um, and I think that was the biggest reason why I was like, I cannot handle this right mm. now. Um, and that's why I think it's really important that, like, if you have baggage from your last relationship, if you have childhood trauma, you have to come to peace with that. Because um, there was a quote that I heard is that if you don't heal, you will bleed on people who didn't cut you. Oh my God, that's deep. And I never want to do that to somebody. Yeah. So I'm just not there and that's okay. Okay, so that that explains the not dating indefinitely, okay? But it's not forever. Yeah. It's just until you feel that you're in the space to start dating again. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, I really started dating again in August. I met this guy who on my blog I call Mr. Beats, who just kind of like swept me off my feet and I thought that, oh, I was ready when, um, and so then I thought after that didn't work out, I went on dating sites and this next, I thought I was ready and I really wasn't. I think I was a lot more affected by that relationship ending mm-hmm. that I gave credit to. So I'm not going to seek anymore, honestly. Yeah. I'm not going to do the dating apps and that kind of thing. I have one more year left at grad school. I really want to make my focus. business full time. You want to focus. Like you passion. said, you yeah. want to be selfish. Yeah. You want to, you know, just pour into low low. That's okay? right. Low low sweat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's totally understandable. It's, to me, I do feel like, you know, it's hard and very difficult when you're still finding yourself, exploring yourself, and also trying to 
explore somebody else right, and figure true. them out and all that stuff. It's difficult because sometimes it's like, okay, now you put, you know, what you need, your wants and all that stuff and what you're still figuring out about yourself on the back burner because, okay, I'm fascinated yeah. on this relationship and, you know, what are his wants? What are his needs? How can I pour into him and help right. him out and all that stuff? Like I seen something today on Instagram. Um, it's her Instagram is the Closet Ratchet. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, I love, I love that her. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I had made a post, and one of the girls was like, you know, the best thing that she learned was her love language mm. because she found out that her main love language was um, acts of service when guys were just giving her words of affirmation mm. because that's all they had to give her because they didn't have anything. Right. Um, and a lot of women were just like, you know, that's so big. So uh, one woman on one of the comments had said, actually, let me pull it up because it was amazing. Yeah. But she was just saying how it's important for a man to be able to provide because then it just mm. allows a woman to be a woman. Right. I like that. I yeah. That. So let me um, pull it up because I was just like, girl, you just said <laughs> she spits, that. It spit knowledge. Yeah. So she said dating a man who can bless you with a fin financial worry-free relationship does three things I've discovered. Okay. She said, one, you can stay more easily in your feminine divine energy you can rest in the relationship and effortless become more attractive to your man, especially an alpha male, because we love them alpha males. <laughs> Number two, because you're not worried about finances, you can focus on loving him and investing your feminine magic and the relationship mm -hmm. on him. He's investing in your finance in you financially, but you're investing in him spiritually and emotionally by adding your love into his life, and you'll know how a woman and he'll know how a woman loves. And three, as long as he is fully capable of this with no strain, he's actually growing in his manhood hmm. by being responsible for himself and others. Since the beginning of time, God made men to be responsible for themselves and the world around them by working. It's literally in the DNA of the divine masculinity to work and take care of others. A man should work, know God, and care for others. You are allowing your man to live in divine masculinity while you rest in divine femininity. It's literally Eden on earth again, mm. and it's actually biblical order. If you get it, you get it. Wow, that's powerful. I need you to take care of me. Well, that's powerful. <laughs> but yes, powerful. yes, yeah. and I I agree with everything yeah. that she said. I, I agree with everything that she said. And then, you know, somebody was like, well, I disagree because mm -hmm. I want to build with the man and I think that it's important that you go through the struggle. I used to think that when I was young and dumb. <laughs> I used to think that when I was young and dumb, like, oh, I want a man that comes from the struggle because I want us to, you know, build. Yeah. No, you have, uh-uh. No. You know what's challenging? And I'll, I'll acknowledge my own childhood experience, how it's tainted that. It would be very hard for me to let a man do that. Mm. Because um, when my mother and stepfather were getting divorced, she mm -hmm. couldn't leave because of the money issue. Mm. And so what that sown in me was, I need to do everything I can to be okay. Yeah. That would be a hard thing. Like, I'll really have to, like, to, you know, go to God for that. But I don't think that I'm unique in that. Yeah. You know, we definitely have built a culture where the independent woman is powerful and fierce. Yeah. We've, we've created a culture where women don't need men. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I think, you know, some of that is I talked about from that like, on one know, of my podcasts. It's like it was from the feminist movement mm-hmm. when, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, we're we're independent. We don't need a man. And then the whole thing where, you know, like um, welfare coming and the man can't be in the house. Right. And There's all a that lot stuff, of things so. that have eaten away at yeah. that hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it hard for women to be tender and mm-hmm. soft with their men. Um and so, yeah, I've got some healing to do on that too yeah. also, for sure. Absolutely. I love it. I love and that. I just love just the transparency, how you said, like, you know, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You Some people can't admit that. Some people can, and some people do a really good job, but some people will just mask it and continue to just, you know, wear, you know, this mask and hold all these burdens and carry all this baggage. But I like how you just strip everything away. Yeah. And you like, this is me. The good girl that sometimes don't feel good. Facts. You know, I really, really like that. And I really, like, literally, like, today I had been watching, like, I'm like, I need to make sure. Because, you know, you had your YouTube channel and all that stuff, and I was on your page. But I'm like, I know this girl got way more than this. I'm like, oh, she been doing this. I've been sharing, girl. I've been sharing. She been doing this. So it literally, like, consumed me. And I felt like every word you were saying mm, when you, you were crying I was crying I'm like oh my uh, god no I be having Oprah moments yeah you really do like you really do and it's just like I really appreciate that I appreciate your transparency you know I appreciate you just being so authentic and just so real because we need that we Facts, need we that do. we Facts. definitely definitely need that so but this is for my ladies is there anything that you want to say just shout out the galentines one, right. one more time and those phone numbers and those committees and everything <laughs> all right well galentine's day is going down this thursday 6 30 at the epic bistro and restaurant just 20 bucks fun night with your girlfriends um good girl chronicles also does spark of hope storytelling night you can find all of the details of, about this on good girl chronicles facebook page and on Instagram. Alrighty, you all. So y'all already know what time it is. This is Tisha the Diva. Make sure you all catch me tonight at 757 Dance, 176 South Rosemont Road. I will not be teaching, but we are celebrating Jess's birthday, okay? So come ready. Like she said, you know, secure the wig, okay? Secure it. If you're free, come out. All but, right, well, I know you live I'm all the way. Lady. Yeah, I know you live all the way out and all that stuff, but it's all good. But yes, so all right, you all, y'all already know. Make sure you subscribe, listen, leave a review, and share. This is for my ladies with your friends, with your family, with your mom, with your grandma, with everybody. Okay, that'll listen. All right, this is for my ladies, and I am out.